Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show. Let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us. It's not to get rough. Turn the whole room up. It's never enough. Let's go. 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 Bryce, we didn't get sacked yesterday. Uh, podcasters, thanks for listening. And it's uh, it's a relief. We've made it through to show two. Yeah, I mean, you've been here ages. You're like old school. Well, you always say uh, day two is always better than day one. So yes. um, that, uh, that trend has continued. Yeah. And it, uh, it was a good day today, actually. We had a lot of big name guests on. We, we managed to speak to Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers, who were really disappointing against uh, the Sydney Sixers. Harry Schoenberg from the Crows. Brett Maher representing the Sixers. And uh, Eric Mulder from the Adelaide Giants, a lot of sport going on at the moment. There's plenty happening, and uh, it is a it is a big show today. Obviously, the Adelaide Giants are on uh, on the birth of their, their maiden uh, championship and can stitch up a, a what it will be a prelim final, home final, if they can win their series against Geelong Korea over the weekend. We uh, dissected all things Adelaide Strikers with Alex Carey. Obviously, a disappointing loss with uh, with so much on the line. Mm. But uh, hats off to the Sixers uh, and Steve Smith. It was uh, it was pretty incredible cricket. Harry Schomburg, we asked him a few questions about the expectations on the Crows uh, and where they might finish this year uh, and competition for spots because it's that time of the year, intra-club matches, pre-season games, uh, spots are, are heating up. Uh, in the side. so And Brett Maher also spoke on his thoughts uh, around the Adelaide 36ers and, and what might have gone wrong in what was uh, a really, it was going to be a really positive year, wasn't yeah. it? With well, all the I thought, I we thought had, we'd win the championship. We had it sewn up. Uh, so because this is uh, exclusive access for people who are listening to the podcast, I'm going to ask you a particular question every day and give you no notice on asking it, okay? So nice. this is to for us to get to know you because obviously you are going to be on Saturday mornings uh, with Tom Lyon and part of our football coverage as well, which is brilliant. So how many of your playing Guernseys do you still have? A majority. Intentionally, you kept them all? Uh, yeah, I, there was over the journey I gave a few to um, raise money for charity mm-hmm. and those sort of things, but I'd have majority of my Guernseys at home, yeah. And I'm a, I'm a sports jersey or Guernsey freak. Is there a big difference between the player-issued Guernsey and the replica ones which are for sale at the club store? Because in my belief, when it comes to me being a sports jersey nerd, I feel there should be player-issued ones that only the players that play for that particular team will wear them. You shouldn't have to go to a sports store to buy them and feel like a player. You can, but I think it's like the baggy green. You only get that if you play. Uh, yeah, I most of the, the Guernseys I've got at home were only player issued 
jumpers um, and maybe something I could give you a little hint on. So, you, you know, the Crest, the, the Carlton CFC? Yes. That's actually the playing Guernseys that the, the players wear. It's actually like puffed out. Yes, a bit. Actually, I could see that, yeah. yeah whereas the, the replicas you buy, say, at the Carlton shop are, are just a, a flat. That's good. Flat crest. So that's some of the little subtleties that you can pick up to make uh, to differentiate the uh, the real ones from the the replicas. And nowadays as well, there's a there's a little hole in the back for a GPS monitor to go in. So see, there's good insight. Um, enjoy the podcast. Make sure you listen to the show on sixteen twenty nine. Download the app as well. And here we get into it. Show two. It is a podcast for Wednesday, the eighteenth of Jan. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. Day two of SEN Summer Breakfast at two minutes past six on a very unique Adelaide summer's morning. Um, Bryce Gibbs, good morning to you. It's very different to yesterday. We were preparing for 38 degrees and now it feels like winter's on the way. <laughs> morning, Walshy. Morning, everyone uh, who is listening uh, early this morning. Uh, yeah, weird day weather-wise yesterday. It was bizarre and it's just continued on this morning. was bizarre. Uh, we'll talk about the two and out under throughout the show this morning, but um, I was at the start line yesterday, uh, right opposite Adelaide Oval, picturesque, you know, the best venue, the best oval, the best stadium in the world, and um, everybody was sweating. And then uh, by the end of last night, where we had another race that finished in front of Adelaide Oval at the Rotunda, we almost needed jackets. So it's, this is just weird weather's been happening for a very long time. And I know a lot of people get bored with people talking about the weather, but it's been a little bit unique. It certainly has. And living in Melbourne for 11 years, it's sort of got used to it. You know, mm. Packing uh, a jacket, packing a T-shirt in the car, just because, you know, you get the, the four seasons in one day. And then moving back to Adelaide a few years ago, I knew, no, nah, weather is going to be fine here. It's a lot more consistent, uh, a lot more predictable, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's been all over the shop of late, so uh, not ideal. What about the weather in Melbourne? You, you just mentioned that. So yesterday at the Australian Open, they had to have um, a delay in play because of the, the extreme weather when it came to the heat. And then last night, they had to postpone a couple of matches because of the rain. We, we talk about um, South Australia's Tanasi Kokonakis. So he's, he's currently leading Italian Fabio Fognini um, 4-2. Um, and he's five points from victory. So they've had to stop that match because of the weather. And there's also a, a bit of conversation about Foganini tanking. The commentators are saying, he's, he's not in this. He's not having a crack. So who would have thought that we've had to postpone Australian Open matches in a Grand Slam because of the rain when I think three of the, the venues are undercover? Yeah, it, it is certainly bizarre, isn't it? And, and what... Just what a what a pain in the backside to to be only five points away from victory, and then knowing you've got to come back the next day, go through your whole warm up. He could win five points in a row and walk off Tanasi. Yeah, that's just that's just not ideal. Prep it, at it'd all. be good for him to do that. Um, obviously, last Friday night, disappointing um, at Memorial Drive. So um, we'll keep a keen eye on the Aussies and uh, keep you up to date across the morning. Um, of course, you can get involved as well. If you want to give us a call, one 736 
736. Save that number into your phone. 1-300-736-736. Disappointing for the Adelaide Strikers last night as well. Um, As a casual BBL fan, if you were watching it for the very first time, a couple of things that that really stood out. You you got to see a a packed house at Coffs Harbour, which is brilliant. A a brilliant advertisement for the BBL. There's a lot of people out there who are calling the the death of the BBL and that it's over. Um, The international players return, so Steve Smith makes an appearance for the Sydney Sixers, the the first ever Sydney Sixers player to score a century in the BBL for them. Nathan Lyon was there, um, and also for the strikers, our team, Alex Carey and and Travis Head. We're going to speak to Kez a little bit later on, but... um, Strikers losing another one, which is so frustrating. Yeah, you're spot on. The the game had it all set up to be an absolute cracker, didn't it? Uh, and unfortunately, it was uh, it was probably far from that. Uh, of winning the toss, putting putting uh, the sixes into bat. I thought, all right, here we go, we're on here. But mm. um, yeah. A man called uh, Steve Smith, who you just mentioned, he looked in pretty good touch. Yeah, he did. Not and only batting, making 100, some of his work in the field was unbelievable. I watched him get run out last night as well. I think it was Curtis Patterson at the other end who, um, look, Steve Smith getting run out, you could see the frustration on his face and the the aggressive way he was shaking his head. You could see that if, if he got dismissed in a game of indoor cricket or cricket on Christmas Day, um, he would be equally as disgusted. <laughs> You wouldn't want to get on his on his wrong side, would you? And uh, I think it was the skipper that ran him out. That's too. right. So Sorry, it was Moses on Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, w- I reckon he would have just avoided him for the next uh, 15, 20 minutes yeah. just to let him cool down a bit because uh, he looked filthy. Why I'm actually why I mentioned Curtis Patterson is that's, that's because the skipper Travis Head caught him out and and Trav gave he him a massive ang- send off. He looked angry <laughs> he as well. So maybe there was a bit of uh, back and forth uh, throughout the innings, uh, which you know led to led yeah. to that. Uh, we are currently live at the moment, sitting in SENSA studio, Lumo, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA, energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA, and if you walk past at the moment, you will be able to see um, our producer, Jason Regan, who is here. We wanted to get him on the air to say, welcome. Um, you're the you're basically the first voice that people hear when they do call us, one 736 736 You're taking care of social media as well. So it's, it's Strikers-related. Talk to us about what's on social media at the moment. Jace, good morning. Um, yes, thank you, Walshy. It's good to be in here with both of you gentlemen. And yeah, I'm the uh, the duck on the pond, I think. The mm. movie duck on the pond. It all looks calm on the exterior, but the legs are going at a million miles an hour under the surface. And uh, Twitter poll is up. So there's a we've got a significant premiership drought for our sporting teams in Adelaide on the men's side, not the women's side. The women are cleaning up. We've mm. had the Strikers girls win and the Crows have won a couple of premierships recently in the AFLW, but I believe it's five or six years now since um, an Adelaide men's team has won a significant, a professional uh, competition. So we're talking about professional sporting franchises in Adelaide. It was Adelaide United 15-16 against the Wanderers, yeah. um, one of the greatest days of my life. Yep. Yeah, well, that's right. You're a, a Reds fanatic yeah. uh, and a Strikers man. I think Strikers won BBL 07, but outside of those two, I think you've got to go back to... Well, probably the, the 36ers or Port Adelaide. Uh, we're, we're talking a significant drought in men's championships here in Adelaide. And why is that? Uh, we're so passionate about our sport in this city. Mm. I'm, not, I'm more interested in the why than how we're going to break it or who's going to break it first. I, I'd like to know what Bryce thinks on this because he's a man who 
was a talented athlete as a youngster. Went what, off are you to saying Melbourne. What, was a talented athlete? He, I think he's still pretty talented, Jason. Well, he is. He, he better be because he's playing for my Panthers and we need a flag. <laughs> Talk about premiership <laughs> droughts. Yeah. That's part of 65 years there, right there. <laughs> so um, he's still got talent, of course. We know that. He's a McGarry medalist now. He is. At the Mighty Panthers. So, But, uh, Gibbsy, you, you headed off to Melbourne. Um, is the sporting landscape in Melbourne significantly different than what it is here in Adelaide? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Depends who you speak to, I suppose. Yeah. That you know, if, if you speak to any Victorian, they'll say they're uh, they're far superior and uh, has certainly got us covered over here in South Australia. But look, I'm not too sure. I think, I think when you look at uh, some of our teams over the last couple of years, it basically comes back to consistency, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, we've we've at times in a lot of our codes, we've got some great recruits, some great imports, um, some some put together some really good squads, but. Uh, we just can't quite, you know, string enough wins throughout the year to to be so challenging. But um, look, I don't know, and I don't know what what you guys feel, but I feel in the past, you know, probably four to five years, Adelaide as a city and as a state has become a lot more appealing for people to come and live. Um, a lot of people for a lot of years used to hang a bit of shit on on poor old Adelaide, and uh, I remember when uh, playing at Carlton, we, when we used to travel here, when we used to play down at uh, the old Amy Amy Stadium um, down at Westlakes there, we'd stay at the Hilton Hotel and we'd just drive down Port Road. So people that w- would come and play here in Adelaide would stay at the Hilton, they would only drive down Port Road to Amy Stadium, drive back to the hotel, then out of here. They didn't really get to see and witness what this great state has to provide. So they just hung shit on me all the time. How you, I mean, you don't need to swear aggressively like so, that at yeah. 10 past six in the morning, Gibbsy, well, right? Um, it fires me up, actually. Yeah, I know. Well, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, but it's just relax, right? Um, so I think people are starting to realise uh, we, uh, it's actually a pretty good spot to, to settle and, and live. All right. Well, so we, we want to know um, on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at 1629SENSA, but we'd love to have a chat to you. We want to hear your voices as well. One 736 So let's quickly make a call because the Twitter poll is up. So which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title drought? So the Power and the Crows, we know the last time they won a premiership. Adelaide United was 15-16. Um, the Adelaide Strikers was 2017. The 36ers was early 2000s. Um, Jace, give us yours. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Okay. Oh, Bryce? I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball one in there. And pardon the pun. Uh, the Adelaide Giants. Good. Oh, there, there's one we haven't spoken about. I reckon yeah. they're, they're on a winner here. And we're going to actually talk to um, the man in charge as well, Eric Ballner, about the Adelaide Giants at 7.15 this morning. Um, I'm going to say Adelaide United, uh, mainly because of the, the depth and consistency of the squad. I feel that we are one uh, central defender away from having the complete squad. I think um, our strikers are brilliant with Hiroshi Ibusuki up the front, Ben Halloran, Craig Goodwin. I think our midfield has a, a great mix of experience and youth. Um, and, yeah, defensively, I'd love to have Jordan Elsie back, who's at um, Newcastle at the moment. But it's it's not always about us. We'd love to know what you think. Um, before you go as well, Jason, I wanted to get you in here to ask a question. You're the digital guy, right? You take care of everything at this radio station. Yeah? <laughs> um, which I find hilarious because mm. before starting in this wonderful job at this wonderful company, uh, I could barely log on to Facebook. Mm. So it's been a steep learning curve, but yes, I'll say, I'll say yes. 
So what I thought I'd do yesterday is uh, drive home from um, the Santos Tour Down Under and have a listen to the podcast just to see um, how we sounded. Obviously, I broke the station to start the show, which is just a brilliant start to my return to radio. And I thought, let's just have a listen to see how we go. And everything is on the podcast too. So we have uh, a special intro that you will only hear on the podcast. There's some little Easter eggs hidden in there, every exclusive interview. And I had a listen. And um, what I love the most was the name of the SENSA Breakfast podcast. It is called SENSA Breakfast with Bruce and Walshy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for picking that up. G'day, Bruce. How are you? (laughs) So Bruce Gibbs is here. No, spell check was obviously switched off. Bruce Bruce Gibbs. Bruce Gibbs only comes out on Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call, please. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title trout? Uh, you will go into the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank valued at fifty nine ninety five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. We did mention we have a couple of big names on the show, as we will every morning from the Adelaide Giants. Eric Bolner joins us at 7.15. From the Strikers, Alex Carey at 7.30. We'll speak everything Adelaide Crows um, and next we'll give you a sports update as well and let you know what's going on with Paul Seedsman. So we're going to chat to Harry Schonberg and Brett Maher, former Adelaide 36's legend Hall of Famer as well just after 8 o'clock. It's 13 minutes past 6. Good morning. The Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning to you. 19 minutes past six on Wednesday, the 18th of January. Uh, A lot cooler than yesterday. Only low 20s this morning for the first stage of the men's Santos Tour Down Under. We'll give you a Tour Down Under update very soon. An amazing finish yesterday to the women's tour. And don't forget, not too far away, uh, we are going to be catching up with Eric Borner from the Adelaide Giants. Gibbsy, there's a fair bit of sport going on at the moment. Um, thanks to prep to the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks, I've, I've just tried one then. You know, yesterday we were waiting for them to make their way into the studio and we finally got them. We chucked them in the fridge. I'm having a mango one and they're impressive. I feel hydrated. Well, you've been on the rivet the last uh, 24 hours, running here, there and everywhere across the state. Mm. So uh, what an ideal to get a prepped India. Well, I think so, and I'm going to need it today because it's after this, it's straight back to the, the Tour Down Under starting at Tanunda. And the thing about summer is we're up late watching a lot of sport. There's a lot of sport happening, which is good because we work for a sports radio station, so we need to talk about it. And we love talking about it. What's going on? We certainly do. So we've touched on it briefly already in our last segment, but uh, let's just uh, talk a little bit more about the Sixers Strikers game. Uh, obviously, Steve Smith uh, whacked a, a, an amazing century in Coffs Harbour, uh, which uh, led to the Sydney Sixers winning by 59 runs, and now they climb to the top of the, the BBL table. Um, we sent them in the bat, um, which I think was a, a pretty good move. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Steve Smith flexed his muscle, uh, and they were, I think him and uh, Silk were about – I think they were one for – 150-odd, so they uh, they got off to a good start. Um, had missed out with the bat uh, when when it was our innings. Alex Carey showed some grit, uh, hitting a, a half-century off just uh, 35 balls. But, um, yeah, it certainly was a, a disappointing end to uh, to the match for our, for our strikers. It is disappointing. We've lost the last three now, and then on the weekend we take on the, we take on the Perth Scorchers. So uh, just incredible. 
So for us, what does that mean for the Adelaide Strikers? That means uh, we're out of the running to host the final if we manage to qualify for it, which is disappointing because last time we hosted the BBL final was 2017 and we managed to win that. It's also, I guess it also brings up some of the, the questions around recruiting in the squad. I love the fact that we have players like Rashid Khan and Chris Lynn as part of the team, but it's now in the second half of the season where we really need those players to be part of the squad. So it's all well and good to set up the season, um, but wouldn't it be great to have Rash and to have Linny in the lineup right now? It's awesome to have Trav and Kez back, but Linny scored the most runs in the competition before he finished up last weekend, so it'd be brilliant to have hitting sixes at Coffs Harbour. And Rash as well, who is an absolute world-class T20 bowler. So, yeah, they're certainly big holes to fill. Um, uh, we certainly want to want to back in the, the guys that come in and, and get that opportunity to, yeah. to play. But um, yeah, sometimes you just can't quite fill, fill that big void. But um, there's still obviously a lot on the line with, with finals still in contention. So hopefully we can just uh, keep winning. You can always call us. Also send us in a text as well. 0427-154-166. We did have a text from Callum talking about Tom Brady. Uh, My guess is Tom Brady has one more year at the Bucks, then retires. No one's rolling the dice on a 45-year-old quarterback, surely, as an owner after that. Now, you're all across your your NFL. Um, Tom Brady, what are your thoughts, Bryce? Yes, uh, it's interesting, uh, isn't it? The uh, the wild card rounds uh, finished up yesterday. Uh, Dallas played um, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and yeah, I don't know. With after the game, Tom Brady shook. Um, uh, was it uh, Dak? What's his name? Yeah, quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys. He he. It was a, a very strange kind of uh, moment where it kind of blew up social media. At that moment, everybody's like, what's going on with Tom? It seems to happen every he year did. as well. And then he ran straight off straight off the, uh, yeah. the field. So um, We read into everything as well. Let's actually have a listen to how the way that he finished his press conference. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport, we're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars. And um, just very grateful for the respect. And I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Uh, that, that very much sounds like a, hey, thank you so much. I love you guys and see you later. It might not be. He might just be a lovely guy. Look, I, look, I don't know. I, I think it's been reported that there there is a couple of teams that would take him on if if he was to look to leave the Bucks next year for, for a season. I mean, what, what he would bring in terms of just jersey sales and, and yeah. the hype around the organisation would be well and truly worth it. Uh, and don't forget the, the Fox Sports deal that he's got lined up as soon as he retires as well, which uh, will earn him a little bit of money. These are these are the similar thoughts that I have regarding LeBron James. So it's over the past 24 hours, he became the second player in NBA history to reach 38,000 career points. And he's still playing really well, and he's going to break that scoring record. He needs just over 300 more points in the NBA to do that. Um, he wants to play with his youngest son if his youngest son gets drafted. And I think there's more value in having LeBron James at your organization, not necessarily for what he can do on the court. And it's the same as Brady on the field. It's, it's as you said, it's marketing. It's the, the IP that they bring. You need to kind of hold on to those players as well. Yeah, certainly. So, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of um, 
speculation on, on what Brady does, but uh, it'll obviously play out. Uh, in the not-too-far future. Uh, very quickly, uh, Paul Seedsman. We need to touch on that. We'll speak to Harry Schomburg uh, a little bit later from the Adelaide Crows. Really disappointing. Misses a second consecutive season, and obviously his concussion must be serious if it's a season write-off already in January. Yeah, I, I was very sad to hear to hear this news uh, yesterday. Um, he's one of, actually, the, the great human beings, Paul Seedsman, as well. Not only uh, a fantastic footballer and a, you know, just before he started getting those head knocks, he was in all Australian form. Mm. So uh, he's decided to put his health first, which is totally understandable. He, he's now a, a father, so he's looking for towards um, you know life after football uh, more than trying to trying to get back and, and push through this at the moment. So um, obviously a big blow to to the Crows, big blow to him, um, and just just sad to see. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number here at SENSA. We are here thanks to Morn Team NG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. We'd love to have a chat to you next, and also not too far away, we will get an update on what's happening with the Santos Tour down under. Is this entertaining? Tire power, winning deals always. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Adelaide. We are live from SENSA Studio Lumo SA at 1 King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. Big show still to come as well. Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers. We're going to be speaking with him just after 7.30 this morning. And Crows fans, Harry Schonberg will join us before 8 o'clock as well. We have a sports update coming up really soon. And don't forget, on social media, on Twitter, at 1629SENSA, the Twitter poll we are asking today, which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title drought, Port Adelaide or the Crows, Adelaide United in the A-League, the Adelaide Strikers or the Adelaide 36ers. We will take your calls and get an update on the Santos Tour Down Under next. Is this entertaining? Tire power, winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. On this Wednesday morning, you're waking up to a, well, what feels like a winter Adelaide morning. Uh, good morning. It is SENSA. Bryce Gibbs has been an interesting start to the show. We've been put something on our social media, a Twitter poll asking which men's team here in South Australia will be the next one to take away uh, a title. We'll go through some of those results really soon. And don't forget, you can always give us a call, one 736 736 just like Annie has done. Good morning, Annie. Good morning, boys. It's drizzling a little bit up here in the brother. Um, I just thought I'd better let you know that it is exactly 60 sleeps tonight till round one at the Portress, Walshie. Well, it, de- it depends what your sleeping patterns are as well, Annie, because I'm that excited. <laughs> I might just um, sleep every second night, so it's then 30 sleeps for me. <laughs> Love it. Is that it, yeah, Annie? Is, so, that, is so, that what you wanted to say? What's that? That's, that it's 60 sleeps? I think that's the caller of the day so far. We've still got time to get other callers on, but that's very exciting. What are you most looking forward to uh, about what's happening in 60 sleeps? Uh, well, number one, being back at the Portress. Yeah. Definitely, with all my true believers, my fellow true believers. Um, what else? Oh, just just looking forward to a consistent year um, from the boys. Um, 
I'm, I reckon my boy Peps will go another step. He'll step it up again. And, um, yeah, just just can't wait for footy season because it's always too long from the last, especially when you don't make finals, um, always too long from the last game to the next game. So cannot wait. Spot on, Annie. We'll keep, uh, keep crossing those days off on your calendar. No doubt it's sitting right up on your fridge and you wake up every day and put another big cross through I do. the next morning. <laughs> so uh, we're getting closer. Yes, we are, Gibbsy. As I say, cannot wait. Bring it on. Hey, thank you so much, Annie. It was lovely to speak to you yesterday and keep on calling as well. Um, save that number in your phone, one 736 736 We mentioned this before, Gibbsy. We, at the moment, are drinking this beautiful Prepped, the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. And um, you can actually get little samples of this all across the Santos Tour down under. It was a, a big day yesterday as um, the, the women's tour wrapped up, started off in the CBD and finished at Campbelltown. Um, and it was a, a really good day um, yesterday for Grace Brown, who went away leading not just the Santos Tour Down Under, but leading um, the UCI Champions race at the moment. So it was a, a really exciting afternoon. And a pretty close finish, wasn't it? Sort really close finish. And then nice and exciting for all the viewers that uh, headed along to watch the uh, the final leg. Yeah, so for, for the people that weren't there, um, it, it's been like a, a real battle between two of the leading cyclists yesterday. So it was Amanda Spratt in... Uh, leading the way for most of the race. And we spoke to Dave McKenzie about it yesterday. And then she kind of gassed out a little bit. And then it was um, Grace Brown surging home to win. The, the exact same thing happened yesterday. And what was brilliant about yesterday was as the, the cyclists were making their way into Campbelltown, it was down to um, Grace Brown and Amanda Spratt. Now, I don't know if you remember watching in some of the professional cycling events, whether it's um, at the Olympics or Com Games, how they play a little bit of cat and mouse. They wait for each cyclist to go. That's what they did for the last 500 metres. So after riding so long in the heat, in the humidity, they just slowed both of them down and they were waiting to see who would go first. And then it was Grace who took control and Amanda couldn't keep up. And um, look, the, the beautiful thing was she was gracious in defeat. Um, but it was it was brilliant to watch. And it's it's not just a, a great display um, of South Australia, but um, it's the first time we've had a real tour back here since everything was shut down due to COVID. And to see these athletes perform at their optimum was brilliant. Yeah, and, and to see two, uh, obviously, great athletes in their sport go head-to-head. I mean, Brown's a... Uh, a time trial silver medalist, uh, and uh, Spratty's the she's won the tour uh, three three times. Yeah. So to to watch them go head to head in the last few k's was uh, was good viewing. Let's have a listen to Grace yesterday after the win. I'm really pleased. Uh, the team did an awesome job today. It was a little bit more calm for most of the race, but um, yeah, they led me out into the final climb, and I knew that uh, Amanda was going to be really good on on the corkscrew but I just kept it within distance knowing that yeah I could potentially catch it back on the descent and yeah was able to do it so it's really cool to take this victory after some awesome work from my team all week. Something you didn't see yesterday was uh, at the conclusion of the stage, and I was I was working there yesterday Bryce so I was really close to the action and after the big confetti cannon went off, when streamers went everywhere over Campbelltown, we heard this massive bang and it, it shook the place up and we thought, what was that? 
What we found was that some of the streamers and the confetti uh, wrapped themselves around the power lines at Campbelltown and it short-circuited everything that was going on. So Just what you needed, a few people ducking. I know. It, it, like, oh. it was so, so scary, yeah, but uh, it was a brilliant end. And um, that update there is thanks to Prep to Delicious Fruit-Based Smoothie, clinically proven to boost hydration and reduce fatigue. The men's tour officially starts today with Stage 1. Um, that commences the start-finish line at Tanunda. So um, we spoke to Annie just before who's up in the, the Barossa way. That is a, a picturesque part of South Australia to start the uh, the men's tour as well with some of the, the best cyclists in the world. What's happening in the Australian Open? Yeah, plenty happening uh, overnight. Walshie, we've had a, a few of our Aussies uh, bow out. Um, Chris O'Connell uh, lost in four sets and, and Jordan Thompson also went down in four sets. But uh, Diminar, he won in straight sets. He looked very, very comfortable. Sue retrieved it okay. Alex back up the middle with his forehand. Sue cross court with the backhand. He's charging in. There's the backhand up the line by Alex. Outstretched her forehand volley. Couldn't make it over from Sue. And Alex Demonor in two hours and one minute is through to round two of the Australian Open. Very well called by our very own Brett Phillips as well. Certainly was. Uh, Popper and also through in uh, in four sets as well. And we uh, we mentioned earlier off the top, uh, Tanasi Kokonakis. His match was um, delayed due to rain late in the day. He's two sets up and only about six points away from victory. So... Hopefully he can get on there nice and early this morning and uh, quickly whip up those uh, six points needed. Uh, so there's a bit of a, a rundown from our Aussies, but uh, Andy Murray as well. One in a five-set thriller. He's still got it, the old boy. He's still got it. And this is what we are seeing. Some of these players um, holding on as long as possible. Uh, we, we talk about Novak Djokovic with the, the question marks over his hamstring and whether Rafa is only playing in the Australian Open so he can keep Novak away. Um, these guys are brilliant. And I, th- and I think it's good that, say, Andy Murray's winning because we've lost such class in the Australian Open, especially from the Aussie ranks as well, with Nick Kyrgios, uh, Kyrgios not playing, Rogers obviously not here, Ash Barty's not there. We need to see some of these draw cards. And it is, it's almost like um, a transitional period in tennis where we're seeing some of these younger players step up. But you want the older guys to still have a bit of pride. Yeah, and someone of, you know, um, Andy Murray's class and and what he's done for for tennis for a, a long period of time. I mean, he's unseated mm. uh, as well, so he's he's just out there having fun. But uh, yeah, he played some great tennis, and some of the the rallies late in that game were were pretty special. One of the other talking points, which uh, isn't specifically tennis related, is uh, Taylor Fritz and uh, what normally happens at the end of a match in a Grand Slam. If you are successful at defeating your opponent, what you do, Bryce, is you will go and sign the camera, the broadcast camera. And you sign your name. You've seen this before, right? I have, yes. Um, so there was an issue yesterday when um, Taylor Fritz signed it. And I'll, I'll make sure we put this up on um, the 1629 SEN SA Twitter uh, feed as well. Because Taylor, while signing um, what was supposed to be um, a name, uh, ended up looking like um, a part of your body that uh, if that was revealed in public, you'd be locked up for a little bit. So what Taylor then had to do was then go onto social media and clarify that Taylor was signing uh, their name as opposed to um, what looks like that part of your body. So this was the tweet. For your information, I was trying to draw a lock. <laughs> I just forgot the very important fact that I suck at drawing. Um, what it looked like was something that rhymes with the word lock. <laughs> 
Mark. Sorry. Um, look, have a look. You can make up your own minds. That Australian Open update and make sure you keep it on SCN as well to hear all the action. You can see the first ever Australian Paddle Open at the Australian Open 2023, the newest racket sport with off-the-wall energy. And Walsh, if you're keen on playing tennis after watching it, you can hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court hire, no membership, no worries. We need to have a chat about what's going on at Westlakes with the Adelaide Crows next. Everything in regards to Paul Seedsman missing another year of footy with that concussion. So we will keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the AFL world next. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Nine minutes to seven on this Wednesday morning going for 24 degrees today. And it's going to stick around this coolish weather for the next few days. 23 tomorrow, 26 Friday and for the weekend getting into the very low 30s. We are here thanks to Tire Power. Big holiday sale now on and not too far away, we're going to be chatting Adelaide Giants with Eric Borner and Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers will join us as well. Gibbsy, we've got a poll up on social media asking today the question is which men's Adelaide team will be the next team to win a championship? Who will it be? Uh, will it be Port Adelaide, the Crows, Adelaide United, the Strikers, the 36ers? Uh, follow us at 1629 SENSA the photo of the Australian Open, um, uh, well, uh, let's just say it's uh, it's a body part related photo is also live. You've had a look at it. What are your thoughts? The lock without the L. <laughs> <laughs> let's straighten yeah, up a bit because it was a big big day yesterday for the Adelaide Crows and uh, not in a good way. Nah, certainly some sad news coming out of West Lakes with Paul Seedsman. Been ruled out of playing in 2023 and he's been put on the inactive list as he continues to deal with the effects of concussion. Uh, Cedo, he's 30, turning 31, uh, out of contract at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, absolute terrible news for him personally. Uh, I know how hard he was, was trying to to get past this and, and get through this, but uh, unfortunately he's still dealing with uh, symptoms of a, of a knock he copped at training, I believe, mm. um, which which has obviously uh, had uh, long-lasting effects. Um, but uh, he's decided to, to put his health and well-being first, which is obviously the, the number one priority in this, in this situation. We, we certainly know how serious head knocks are, uh, as we, we understand them more and more as the years go on. But um, certainly disappointing for him personally, but also for the Adelaide Crows, because before all this happened, he, he had a, an absolute cracking year in 2021. I think he was the... He was in the All-Australian squad, uh, finished third in their BNF, uh, and was a, a really important part in in this rebuild that mm. they've been speaking about for a number of years now. So um, it's obviously, as I said, put his health and well-being first, but he's also made the hard decision to go on the inactive list, giving someone else an opportunity. And, and it, we, it might be worth talking about as well who, who the Crows might look to to top their list up now that they've got an extra spot with, uh, with now Paul and Fisher McAsee uh, on the inactive list for 2023. And all the talk is Tyler Brown, former Collingwood player. So, uh, and it makes more sense now when, when Fisher obviously um, decided not to, to play AFL anymore and, and Tyler Brown was spoken about training. They're, they're very different players, but now with, 
with Paul. It comes across like Adelaide have probably had a fair idea what was going to happen, and now they've just decided to release it. Yeah, you're spot on. It was everyone was sort of trying to work out. Yeah, it wasn't really a like for like with with Fisher obviously being a, a key defender, but um, yeah, they give him Tyler Brown that opportunity to train. Uh, for the next month or two, uh, and he he is that sort of player, that high half forward wingman, uh, good skills, good runner, uh, which is a lot more likable to uh, to a Paul Seedsman type. So, what kind of education are you given? Um, you, you're still playing um, football, but when you were playing in the AFL, it seems nowadays. Um, as as disappointing and, and sad as it is that um, athletes have to put a pause on their professional career while taking care of them. You look at Will Bukowski when it comes to cricket. Um, Sam Shaw is the biggest example you can use who has played for Adelaide. And I, I know as a, as a Port Adelaide fan, I, I watched Brad Ebert in his last season and the way that he needed to finish. You, you, we were watching Brad in the goal square thinking he's been knocked out again. Um, you need to start taking care of you. So it's a, a really challenging time because it's obviously something that you don't want to have to make that decision. But as you said, there is a life beyond football here that Paul needs to think about where um, we're learning more and more about concussion and what it does and the impact that it has well beyond your professional playing days. Is this education continuing continuing to grow in the system too? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's taken so seriously and, and the doctors and, and medical staff do such a wonderful job when, when issues like this do come up and, and they try to provide you with, with all the information required for you to make what, what is a really tough decision if, if you're in this position. Um, I mean... I can also speak about Brent Riley, who's the, the GM of footy down at South Adelaide. His career was ended short with a with a horrific head injury as well. Um, and we've seen probably a more um, positive story in, in Paddy McCartan. Yeah. That dealt with a lot of concussions, which effectively ended his career for, for a short period of time. He was able to, to come back and he's having a, a fantastic uh, stint with the Sydney Swans at the moment. But um, yeah, you have to prioritise your health. Football's only in your life for such a short time. And um, when you when you start becoming a father, a, a young father like Paul is now, um, you've you got to think of the next 30, 40, 50 years of your life. And uh, if you're only one or two more knocks away from doing serious damage to your health, well, it's just not really worth the risk, I don't think. With Paddy McCartan too, as you said, you know, he gets to play in a grand final um, at the end of 22, but every time he went to a contest as fans, you watch and going, please don't hit your head. So there's obviously that um, that mentality where there's, there's so much importance with what's going on with your head. You get one brain and that's it. You need to make the right decisions. And that that's the thing I'm sure it would be challenging for Seed to be going through at the moment because he's such a good guy. Um, he would be needing to make decisions. And I, I guess you don't want to get to a point where the decision is made for you. No, no, you don't. You, you want to have some control, if possible, how it finishes. It, it certainly doesn't end up like that all the time, but... Um, in in this sort of situation, it'd be extremely difficult to try and wrap your head around and and knowing that what you love doing and what you've been you've loved doing for a long period of time is is just about to get taken away from you. So um, yeah, it is it is sad, it is disappointing, um, but I, I know Paul, I know what a a, ter- a terrific bloke he is, uh, and whatever next may be, he'll uh, he'll do very well at. But um, 
no doubt he'll hang around the club. He'll help develop some of these young kids. Um, he's turned into a bit of a mentor over the last couple of years and um, he'll help these these young crows bounce back as quick as they can. Yeah, and you, it's obvious the, the seriousness of it if they're making a call on the 17th of January to say that season over. That's a... That's a big call. So it's obviously a really serious issue that they, they need to be looking at right now. It is. And it's it's also, Paul, prioritising others as well. Not waiting another six months to make the call, trying to see if he can work through it. He's giving someone else an opportunity, like a a, uh, a Tyler Brown mm. or, or a Jack Magnan, who, who's training with the, the Sandful side, the Crow Sandful side at the moment, a spot to to continue their career. Uh, at AFL level, so how it is obviously sad for Paul, but uh, so unselfish of him to to make this really tough call at this time of the year. I had a couple of texts coming through zero four two seven one five four one double six. Daniel says the Crows have to pay out Fisher Mackesy and Paul Seedsman while paying Matt Crouch to play twos. That's one point five million of salary cap for probably zero games of AFL. So Daniel's obviously um, pretty strong with his thoughts there. Uh, yes, he, he is. Um, and we obviously spoke about uh, Matt Crouch and his situation at length uh, last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out again this year. But yeah, obviously Fisher, I mean, they would have come to some sort of agreement with, with his contract yeah. um, and, and Paul potentially as well. But um, yeah, that uh, as I said, it opens the, the door uh, for other players and an opportunity and uh, it'll be up to, to those players that get that opportunity to take it. Like this as well from Brett uh, on the text line. I'm a proud Port man, but I do feel for Paul Seedsman. I've met him very briefly once before. He's a really good guy, so good luck to him from here on in. Don't forget, if you send us a text or you're the caller of the week, uh, you will win an incredible prize. Uh, thank you very much to Nippies as well. You can quench your thirst with Nippies this summer. A cricket stump esky filled with Nippies ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. Have you seen one of these yet? I was looking around the office and I haven't seen one yet. No, I haven't seen one. We'll, okay. uh, we'll sort that out. Don't yeah, worry. We'll... Okay, so Jason just said he's stolen all of them, which is brilliant. It's really on brand for what's happening here at the offices, which is brilliant. So thank you very much. Uh, look, we will be back after the news. Not too far away, we are going to speak to the man behind the Adelaide Giants in Eric Borner, Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers, and we will chat everything Adelaide Crows with Harry Schonberg too. Good morning. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And good morning. A gorgeous Wednesday morning. If you like the cold weather, very different to yesterday. We are here live in SENSA Studio Lumo SA Building, 1 King William Street. It's powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bryce, have a look out the window now. Um, It's gloomy. It's cloudy. Doesn't feel like summer. It's still a little bit sticky, though. Is it still a little bit humid? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all right. <laughs> Thank you for choosing to listen to us. If this is your first time listening to SENSA, there's uh, plenty of ways you can listen as well. You can do it, obviously, on 1629, but you can do it on the app too. And on the app, um, there is a button where you can just press text in or call in the show. So that happens directly. So if you haven't done so yet, make sure you download the app and you can get in touch with this because we're waking up to sporting news where if you're an Adelaide Strikers fan, you'd be very disappointed and a little bit emotional, Gibbsy. Certainly would. It was a big game for our for our strikers, and it was set up to be an absolute cracker with our with our test uh, 
Giro coming back with mm. Travis Head and Alex Carey. Obviously, Steve Smith was playing for the Sixers. Uh, they were playing for a, a spot uh, to go top of the table, and uh, and we were still playing for you know to go deep into finals. So um, a lot on the line. We uh, we sent the Sixers into bat. They uh, come out and went whack. Uh, Steve Smith made a made a ton. Uh, and then uh, our boys just failed to uh, to chase it down. So where it sits at the moment, the strikers are fourth on the BBL table. Uh, we've lost the last three. We're on 10 points at the moment, and uh, there's two teams underneath us in Hobart Hurricanes and the Sydney Thunder. Hobart have played two less games. Um, Sydney are one game behind, and they're on equal points. So... It's going to be tough. We have to win every game from here. And then we, on the weekend, um, in First Nations round, take on the Perth Scorchers, which is a, a brilliant celebration of First Nations people at Adelaide Oval. Um, but Perth are decent. So we need to win. We're going to talk to Alex Carey about that um, very soon, just to to get the, the vibe of the team and the feelings. It's It's been a while since we've had success here in South Australia. This is what we're asking on our Twitter poll today and uh, taking your calls, one 736 736 Which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title drought? Is it the Power or the Crows? We put Port Adelaide slash Crows on the one option, which is going to be controversial because you only have one option there. Adelaide United in the A-League, uh, the Strikers or the 36ers. And you had a, a different opinion as well, Bryce. I, I certainly do. Um, our Adelaide Giants uh, are doing amazing things uh, this year. Uh, they've broken all sorts of records and uh, they're uh, sitting top of the table as it sits. So... Could it be the year that uh, our Giants win their first championship? We will deep dive into that really soon with Eric Borner as well, who's our match caller for ABL TV. I suggested that I feel if Adelaide United uh, get everything together and get more organised, there's um, eight more home games this season for the Reds, that they have a really good opportunity to challenge for the premiership and then the championship um, when everyone's fit. We spoke to Craig Goodwin yesterday who... It's a little bit disappointed we have a few players missing this weekend against MacArthur, but um, when everybody's firing, um, I, I really think we've got a really strong and deep squad. Um, and I think we notice with the the BBL and especially with the NBL, the, the player turnover, it's year on year. You almost have to just act year on year to hopefully decide um, taking away a championship. You look at the 36ers, for example, we have... The best defensive player in the competition in Antonius Cleveland. Robert Franks has been incredible. Ian Clark's here for a short amount of time. We don't know if they'll be here then next year. So we need to make the most of the opportunities now. Well, there was a lot of optimism with our 36ers at the start yeah. of the year, especially when we went over there and knocked off uh, the Phoenix Suns in a, in a preseason game. Everyone was licking their lips, thinking that this could be uh, the year to, uh, to bring the trophy back home. Obviously, it hasn't quite gone to plan and uh, they've got, uh, well, they pretty much need to win all games and maybe rely on a couple of other results to make the playoffs this year. But um, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's just a, a year by year proposition, uh, that one with our 36ers. The Adelaide 36ers uh, celebrating the anniversary of their 1998 championship. And, and that was when um, Adelaide was called Title Town. That was um, a massive era of South Australian sport because 
obviously the Crows going back to back 97, 98, the 36ers going back to back. Um, and then the Thunderbirds winning as well. So title town was alive. I remember they, um, you may not have been born around there, mate, because I'm heaps older than you, but, um, what we're looking at at the moment, um, outside of, um, our studio Lumo, they shut down North Terrace to have a big parade there. And, I mean, would that happen again? Can we? Can all of our teams successfully win championships? Brett on the text line um, said, it's a silly question, Port Adelaide to go on a cup run. It could be the year of the power. We don't know that. Well, absolutely. It could be, though. Could we? But uh, And speaking about uh, the 36ers back in the, the late 90s, we got the big show on a bit later. Brett Ma, he, he was front and centre and uh, the cornerstone of those championship sides yep. back then. So uh, we can reminisce with him uh, just after 8 o'clock. We would love to know your thoughts. Uh, you can call us, put your number in the phone, uh, 1-300-736-736. On the text line, uh, we had a text there. Now, you're you're the Crows guy. you got your ear to the ground. So um, AJ's wanted to know if there's any truth to the rumours that uh, Tom Duday has put off contract talks because there's unrest at Crowland, uh, believed to be that. So, um, I mean, you are really uh, close to Westlake's bro. Am I? Am I though? I'm not sure about that. Well, I, I don't know. Um, we can talk to Harry Schonberg about that, but let's be honest, Harry isn't going to answer that question with any kind of definitive answer. No, no. I've still got good relationships with people down at Westlake's. Uh, Tom Duda, I reckon, is going to be the next captain though. And if, if not um, this year, next year. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that's a big call. I, I I would be uh, – honestly, I reckon if, if Rory wanted to focus on getting his knee right and getting back out there, I wouldn't be surprised that before the season starts, Tom Duday is announced as a Crows captain. I I don't share the same thoughts with you on that one. Um, I, Tom Duday, I reckon he was at risk of getting dropped uh, this year or last year in 2022. He had some form issues and – um, you know, we've seen uh, Josh Worrell come mm. come on late in the season, and I reckon uh, he he was putting some real pressure on on Tom to perform. I reckon Jordan Dawson's the one that that fits the mould perfectly. Um, he's, the impact he had coming in to, to the Crows side uh, in his first year last year was was unbelievable. He's at that right age. He's got his own backyard right, um, and he he just his performances just ooze of come with me boys I'll, I'll I'll set the standard you come with me um do you reckon they do that after one year though say let's say for example that it's this year where they do the the captain transition I'm not trying to sack Rory Sloan but I'm saying if this year was the year you reckon one year is enough for Jordan Dawson to go yep my turn oh absolutely the, the impact he's had and and how impressive they have been with him um he he, he could do the job absolutely no worries Oh, it's going to very watch this space here, hey. Mind you, we don't know that Rory exactly doesn't want to do the job next year. Um, I'm not sure how their voting system works. They might have changed since last time. Yeah. The players uh, had a fair say in who the captain was when I was playing at the Crows. Um, so whether that's changed or not, uh, I'm not sure about that. But uh, if if Rory decided to to hand in the captaincy, which, which could be a chance, um, I think... My selection would be would be Jordan Dawson. Would love your thoughts. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to leave that Twitter poll online as well. Which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title drought? It could be the Adelaide Giants, and we are going to go straight to the source next. To Mount Barker Auto Group. 
This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. We are here live in SENSA Studio Lumo SA at 1 King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers very soon. Going for 24 degrees today. It's quite cold compared to yesterday. I mean, weather updates are pretty boring normally, but this is a, a big contrast in the middle of summer, Gibbsy. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, we can move it on, please. Bring the sun out. We'll have a much more enjoyable time when that's the case. A couple of off the text line quickly here, Jared. Uh, where did the 1.5 million figure that Adelaide are paying out come from? Paul Seedsman was placed on the rookie list last year. He's getting minimum chips plus match payments, and Matt Crouch is on 600 at best. So unless you think Fisher Mackesy was on 900k as a third year player, then I suggest your figures may be widely incorrect. Uh, facts are important. <laughs> well, we know the Crows have made some some poor contract decisions in the past. So Fisher being on 900, that still could be the case. Uh, it is no rumor that Tom Duda put off contract torts. Talks, it's, it's fact. He said it during an interview on Monday. He wants to get back to playing good footy after or haul his injuries. Uh, and one from uh, a no name here, but uh, cricket, SA cricket has been a concern for way too long. Sack Dizzy, get back Boof. Uh, oh, sorry, that's Wayne from West Beach. Wayne from West Beach. Okay. Uh, you can always send us a text and thank you everybody for uh, contributing. 0427. 154166. We love to hear your voices as well, though. So you can always call in. If you are listening on the app, um, there is a button which can just call the show directly. So make sure you do that. We're asking on Twitter at 1629 SENSA, which Adelaide team from which sporting code will break the city's men's title drought? Obviously, um, we have some very successful women's teams in the state. Um, there's no drought, though, when it comes to our women's sporting teams. Obviously, the Crows in the AFLW have made sure there has been no drought. Um, I'm suggesting Adelaide United are on a good thing at the moment. And Bryce, you are talking everything Adelaide Giants. I certainly am. I'm uh, I'm very bullish about uh, the Giants' chance to potentially win their first championship. And uh, a man who we're about to speak to, Eric Bolner, uh, is going to tell us all about it. Morning, Eric. Fellas, how are we? Loving the show. Welcome, Jared. Uh, great to hear you back on the radio. Hey, thank you very much, Eric. It's good to speak with you as well. Um, uh, to be honest with you, all I've done for the past 24 to 48 hours is hear about how um, Bryce Gibbs had the best seats in the house and likes to catch balls in the crowd. Yeah, he doesn't miss. He just catches foul balls. Like, I've never seen anyone <laughs> like it before. It's remarkable. He's a machine. Takes them from kids, but doesn't matter. Gets the job done. Oh, very good. So tell us all about it, Eric. I want to know, how's the squad feeling? Obviously, uh, a really important four-game series coming up against uh, Geelong career this weekend. Um, if we can win all four games, we can clinch the, the division uh, and get a home prelim. So uh, it's very exciting times for the boys at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the lay of the land is this. We've clinched a playoff spot, so we're going to be one of the final four teams that's going to be fighting to end that championship drought. And ours is 43 years. It is a very long time. Uh, so there's, like, generations of baseball players that literally don't even know what it's like to see that senior team win. However, we're in a good spot right now. We're one game up over Perth with four games to go. They have four games as well. They play Melbourne, who are desperate because if they win their last four games, they're in the playoffs, but they can't lose one. All we need to do is win the same number of games 
or more as per this weekend. So we'll be doing a bit of scoreboard watching. We're in a good spot. We're playing GK. We've gone well with them in the past. Um, but, yeah, there's a little bit of pressure because we've lost a few one-run ball games in a row. So uh, a couple things to clean up, but we're feeling really, really good about, like, the team we have and the spot we're in. So how important is that? keeping the boys' mind on the job. You just mentioned that uh, you know, you'll know be looking at some scores over the weekend as well, but uh, it's pretty important the boys still need to get the job done. And, and do you think they, they can stick to that task and not be too distracted on, on what Perth's doing uh, in their series this weekend? Yeah, well, we control our own destiny. So if we just win, then we're okay. And baseball's a weird thing because there's so many, like any sport, I mean, there's so many little elements there. But really, from being around training the last couple of days, all everybody's focusing on, and like the message at training yesterday was go 1-0 at training. Like dominate training on, on Tuesday afternoon, and today they have training again. So it's dominate training on Wednesday, go 1-0. And then when Thursday comes, go 1-0 on Thursday, and when Friday comes, go 1-0 on Friday. So if you don't really think too big picture, if we just get back to focusing on that one pitch, one day at a time mentality, then we should be okay. And that was kind of the mentality that we had in that 12-game win streak. So there's just been a big focus on, like, yep, okay, let's not get overwhelmed here one day at a time. When you do the little things well, big things tend to happen. So, Eric, what what does it mean if you do get the opportunity to get um, the prelim final series at home? The the home fans, uh, it's so many different sports are the difference and, and give you that uh, mental edge over the opposition. But how important are the Giants fans to the boys? Yeah, I mean, we're like, we've got the best home record in the league in the last three years. We're like 36 and 10 or something like that um, over the last three seasons. So, when we play at West Beach, it's become a little bit of a fortress for us. Uh, and we'll play either Canberra or Auckland. They haven't. Either of those teams have beat us at West Beach in the last few years. So uh, we, we like playing at home. You get the last bat. Our fans make a big difference. Our field's a unique place to play. Uh, it, it requires a team that can bat in all areas of the field. It's not a home run hitter's field, which is okay for us because we built our team to succeed at West Beach. Fly balls from the pitchers, drive the ball with the bat. So we, we built our team for our field. So to be able to play at our unique field and get three games and three cracks at getting to the grand final is huge. So, yeah, home final, a lot of pressure. And, you know, if we don't win, then we have to go to Brisbane, and we don't want to go to Brisbane. So let's just play in Adelaide. Uh, you're spot on there, Eric. Uh, thanks for your time this morning, mate. Uh, we're all going to be paying attention to the Giants this weekend and uh, keeping a, a close eye on uh, on Perth as well. But uh, as you said, take it uh, one game at a time and uh, hopefully the boys can come away and we can have a, a home semi, a home prelim final uh, back here at West Lakes. Yeah, we'll get you boys out there. If we have the home final, I have to make sure you're part of the crowd uh, getting the boys fired up, catching some playoff foul balls and getting us to... Hopefully break that championship drought. Love that. We'll be there for sure. Thank you, Eric. Now, can you please talk us through that? What's going on with um, this uh, foul ball thing? Because this is all I'm hearing about, and apparently you've become a cult figure, Gibbsy, at um, Adelaide Giants matches, please. <laughs> uh, we, we actually, uh, just before New Year's, uh, we had a, a player function at South Adelaide at uh, at at uh, the, one of the Giants games and set up in the banter bar, which uh, which sits right next to the opposition uh, dugout there and uh, right at third base. Uh, we had a, we're having a really good day. And just before the game, uh, 
couple of the the Giants boys threw some some old balls over for the boys just to get them get them excited for the, yep. d- the day ahead. I was lucky enough to pinch one of those balls that got thrown over the fence, and uh, yeah, every time a uh, a foul ball was hit in our direction, I uh, I claimed to to take it, and it was uh, caught on uh, on the vision, um, which they thought I actually did take it, but uh, I did did come clean uh, in the next couple of days post that and said. Uh, I didn't quite catch it. So everyone's going to be expecting you to do that now at every match you attend. Maybe, maybe. So if we head along uh, next week, uh, I'll, we'll see how many I can catch. All right, we will do that. Continue to support the Adelaide Giants. Uh, not too far away, we're going to speak with Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers. We are here thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires at 25% off. You can always give us a call, 1300 736 736. It's SENSA Breakfast. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. On this Wednesday morning, still plenty of guests coming up on SENSA. You can always call us 1300 736 736. Harry Schonberg from the Adelaide Crows, not too far away, and Brett Maher from the 36ers, but a pretty disappointing night for the Adelaide Strikers last night. Going down to the Sydney Sixers, a big match against the Scorchers this week, and next we'll be chatting everything Adelaide Strikers with Alex Carey. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 26 minutes to eight on this Wednesday morning. Good morning to you. We are here in SENSA Studio, Lumo SA at 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Going to need some energy heading to uh, the stage of uh, the Santos Tour Down Under this morning, Bryce. Out of uh, today, I'm jumping in a car, heading up to Tanunda. Stage one of the men's tour and continuing my bakery tour of regional South Australia. Yeah. How are the kilos going? Yeah, I'm struggling. Couple up? Uh, yeah. I'm really struggling because I do love a sausage roll and a pasty. I can't have one or the other. I have to have both. Got to double down. Yeah. And I feel that I'm building up to one of the final stages, which is in Victor Harbour, which means a stop at Port Elliot Bakery. And I, I just think that... While everyone's embracing the cycling, I need to embrace the baked goods. It's like you're just building up to the pinnacle of bakeries. Just do, doing the tour de bakery and, and finishing it with a bang down at uh, the famous Port Elliot Bakery. I think I have to. If you have any um, bakery suggestions for Tanunda or the Barossa today, please let us know on the text line 0427 we, we shouldn't keep our next guest waiting though because, look, it was a disappointing night for the Adelaide Strikers last night going down to the Sydney Sixers. Thank you very much to Steve Smith who was the first sixer to score a century. Um, the person we're speaking to, 54 from 35 deliveries and um, fresh off a maiden test century as well. We speak of Alex Carey. Morning, Kez. Thanks for joining us on SENSA. No, good morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it surprises me, Walsh. I thought you were this um, elite athlete now and, and to go to all the bakeries is very surprising, I'm hearing. 
All right. Well, thanks for your time, Kez. We really appreciate your choice. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm trying my best, mate. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to um, avoid the dad bod, but as a father yourself. Balance. We, yeah, it's, it, balance. it's balance. And last night was um, an interesting match to watch, speaking of balance, because we couldn't do much about Steve Smith. And then, unfortunately, a few early wickets really cost us chasing down that big total. Yeah, absolutely. A class player. Um, played really well and you give credit to a guy for doing that so um, yeah look it was a a tough night all round but um, I guess yeah we've we've got a couple more opportunities to hopefully go um, with two wins leading into hopefully a finals if we're going to make the finals it's two big wins against teams above us so uh, you know a good opportunity to bounce back um, Adelaide over on Friday afternoon. How do you review it, Kez? It was obviously a, a big game for both sides with, with a lot on the line. Um, and they, they certainly did out, outplay you boys uh, in a lot of areas. Do you, do you sit down and review it strongly? Or is it just a case of, nah, let's just wipe it, move on, uh, and look forward to the Scorchers uh, in your next game? Oh, I think we probably, probably went the, the wipe it against um, Brisbane Heat. But... Um, when it's been sort of consecutive games now, I think, uh, you know, a poor performance against the Stars and then, yeah, a loss to the Heat and then a loss last night. So we'll sit down and review this one tomorrow afternoon when we get back to Adelaide and, and train prior to that next match. Um, but, yeah, it was a, I guess yeah, um, everyone will go through their natural um, process of, you know, assessing their game. Um, what they could have done better. And then, yeah, we'll have that discussion tomorrow afternoon. So, um, yeah, we're up up early today uh, out of coughs and sitting in Sydney ready to get back to Adelaide. So, yeah, short turnaround and um, we'll review probably tomorrow. What's the mentality like, Kez, for yourself and um, the skipper, Travis Head, coming back? You're you're fresh off a successful test summer. Um, Is it as easy as transitioning the mindset to play Big Bash and T20 or... Do you need a little bit of time in the nets to understand that you're there to make runs as quickly as possible and probably have less patience than you do when you're wearing the baggy green? Oh, I think it's probably easier going from longer format to short format. Um, but then you've yeah you've also got to um, weigh up that balance of, I guess, excitement and going too hard at times as well. You've still got 20 overs of batting. And I think um, you know, looking at a guy like Steve Smith, he got himself into his innings and then he was able to accelerate from there. So there still needs to have, um, you know, some, some good batting smarts to a T20 innings. But, um, yeah, you probably just need a little bit of, of time to, um, yeah, pick up those um, little pieces of T20 cricket where it's, yeah, it's a balance of good shots, um, strong shots, taking risks, um, run rates, all that sort of comes into it. So it does take a little bit of time, but it's probably better going from the longer format to the short format. And what about your form, Kez? We saw a lot in the the summer. You, you didn't get a lot of opportunities to bat. Uh, and when you did, you uh, you come out and, and made your maiden test ton. You obviously play up the order a bit more uh, in the short form. And uh, you showed a, a bit of grit last night and just didn't have a, enough buddies to hang around and, and bat with you. Uh, how are you finding your form and, and enjoying uh, spending time out in the middle, uh, more batting so than, than keeping? Yeah, love love batting, Bryce. It's um, I guess it's part of the game. There was I think the first Test match in in Perth. I didn't get a hit, and um, that's no fun. You play cricket, that go out there and try to smack some runs. So 
Um, so yeah, to to be, I guess, um, yeah, more at the top of the order for the strikers is is always great fun. Uh, but feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a short turnaround in, in terms of uh, our test summer big bash, and then we're off to India in two weeks' time. So um, a little bit more white ball cricket, and then we'll start preparation leading into a really tough um, Indian tour. And you know, all the guys are so excited for that one. I think we're playing really good cricket um, in the test test level at the moment for Australia. And yeah, what a huge opportunity to go over to India and, and take on one of the best teams in the world in their own country. I feel this is a, a really good time for the BBL where it's had question marks over the past couple of um, seasons, Kez. But to, to look last night, to see a packed house at Coffs Harbour, to see the Australian players making themselves available as well, because you could be resting right now preparing for that Indian tour. But to see Steve Smith last night, Nathan Lyon was there in, in Adelaide. Um, Usman Khawaja, of course, was is here as alongside Manus Lavashain. I feel that um, last night was a really good display of why people love the BBL. And it's, you know, in regional Australia, basically, last night, but also some of the best cricketers in the world in our own backyard playing. Yeah, it's a, an amazing competition and it always has been. Obviously, COVID was, you know, no good for anyone. So, um, yeah, it's back into full flight this year. You've, as you mentioned, some, some serious players that are playing um, and we love playing whenever we get the opportunity. So, uh, I think the Big Bash is in a, in a really good space. Um, I think it's only going to get better and better with years to come and, and guys will, yeah, take any opportunity they can to put their franchise colours back on. So, um but yeah, seeing, seeing a Steve Smith and a David Warner running out, obviously, is really exciting for the competition. Uh, just before we let you go, uh, you are back into the blue for the first time in a, a while because you've been playing um, for Australia. What are your observations on the bromance between Colin de Grandhom and Thomas Kelly? Thomas changed his hair to match Colin. They, they love one another. It's, it's quite awkward to watch from the outside, but now you are in the inner sanctum. Your observations on their bromance? Well, I think I'm not sure bromance. There's obviously Tom's matched Colin, um, so I think there's a bit more love going Colin's way than coming back to, to Tom. So <laughs> he's um, no, nah, he's a beautiful man, uh, Colin, and Tom's got a lot of, a lot of energy. And um, no, nah, coming back into the Blues always so much fun. Well, she, you, you know that you've been around and, and um, chatting to lots of the guys. It's yeah, so much energy. We had Wesley Agar's 50th BBL game last night, and um, yeah, it's great to be in uh, in the blue as always. Well, Kez, uh, we really appreciate your time. You're always generous with us here on SEN. Uh, hopefully another win uh, will come our way uh, against the Scorchers on Friday night, mate, and uh, we'll be watching uh, with excitement. So uh, thanks for your time again. Nah, good on you, fellas. Enjoy the pies and pasties. <laughs> thanks, Kez. He's the nicest man in the world. Yeah, uh, I've, I can honestly say he's the nicest man in the world, Bryce. I mean, you're lovely, but Alex Carey is the most beautiful person in the world. He's one of the greats, uh, along with his wife as well. Um, yep. Great great family. Uh, comes from a, a great pedigree. So, uh, And he, he was always generous with his time with us here on SEN. Big match against the Perth Scorchers. First Nations round as well. It's going to be a really special pre-match and a must-win game for your Adelaide Strikers. Uh, next, we are going to be heading to West Lakes, who uh, the Crows are training at West Adelaide today. There's a lot of West there. Uh, we'll catch up with Harry Schonberg. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast.
with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Don't forget, if you are our caller or texter of the day today, uh, you will win that Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. We are here thanks to Tire Power. Get your five uh, free five-minute safety check. Gibbsy, there's a fair bit happening before we end the show at 8.30 this morning. Big guest today too. Certainly is. We have uh, Harry Schoenberg from the Adelaide Crows. Uh, Pick 24 in the 2019 National Draft. He's got 46 AFL games to his name, including 16 in 2022. He's looking to have a big preseason and a big 2023. And he joins us from West Adelaide Football Club, I believe. Good morning, Harry. G'day, boys. How are we going? Good, thanks, mate. Uh, you boys are training. Bit of an open session down at West Adelaide Footy Club this morning. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, we're just having a bit of a change-up. Um, obviously got the open session, so inviting the members and fans along. Um, so, yeah, West Adelaide have uh, let us come down here and train train this morning, so we're looking to get um, as many fans and um, out as possible and just interact with them and sort of show, show them what we've been training. So it um, should be a good day. Harry, there's a lot of talk about Paul Seedsman over the past 24 hours. Have you had the opportunity to have a chat with him? Is he has he been around the boys? Obviously, a pretty disappointing time personally and, and for the club. Yeah, so we found out um, yesterday afternoon that um, obviously Paul won't be continuing with us um, in the um, inactive in list. So, um, yeah, very disappointing for him. Um, obviously, he's had a really tough two years trying to get himself right, but um, obviously health comes first and um, I think he's made a decision not, not to continue on. So, yeah, very disappointing to him. Um, he's been a great role model for me. He, um, I lived with him when I first came to the club, so um, he's a great fella, but um, like I said, health does come first and that's the option he shows. Joey, uh, tell us about your pre-season and, and how you're tracking, mate. Um, Obviously, if, if you look at the, the Crows list on paper, the, there seems to be a, a bit of competition through uh, through your spot at the moment. You know, Sam Berry, Rory Laird, uh, Nettie McHenry, uh, Lukey Peddler, Ben Keys, Jackson Haightley. There's a, there's a few names there. Uh, we might see Josh Rochelle, Isaac Rankin spend a bit more time in the midfield. Uh, how's your pre-season going um, and how's the, the in-house competition going for spots at the moment? Yeah, yeah, um, having a really good pre-season. Um, I think I started in the off-season. My main goal was just to sort of go to that next level. Um, coming into my fourth year now, um, sort of the year where you want to find your straps and, and really play some good, consistent footy. So I've um, been working on that, been working on my fitness. Um, that's probably been my main one is just getting a bit fitter and a bit stronger. But, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of competition, um, but that's something that I really love. Um, we're pushing each other and, um, yeah, fighting for that spot. So, um, yeah, so far it's been going really good. And, um, yeah, looking, for, looking forward to sort of getting into trial matches and, and playing against each other. When you say getting fitter, what does that look like for you? So how do you, how do you isolate your own fitness program to, to get fitter? Because we see you all as elite athletes at the peak of your fitness. So how do you then focus on getting fitter? Yeah, so obviously um, Darren Burgess came into the club last year and um, he's, the, he's the guru, so he's been um, everywhere. So he's, I've been working closely with him, uh, working on my high speed. Um, that's something that um, AFL has sort of gone into, is that sort of high speed running and that's something that I, is a weapon for me. So I've um, been focusing, focusing on that and trying to improve that and take that into my game. 
Uh, have you had uh, many talks around what the, the expectations are for, for the group this year? Obviously, um, won, won eight to ten games, I think, uh, last year. You obviously want to continue to, to progress and, and continue uh, to to get better each and every year. The competition's going to be another pretty even comp. Uh, a lot of teams around you are, are going to improve as well. What's, uh, what are the expectations uh, on the Crows this year and uh, what's the, the minimum sort of result you guys are looking at uh, doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think every year we're, we, we're expecting to play finals and I think um, this year is our year where we, re- we really want to push and play finals. Um, I think especially the last couple of years, we've always sort of been in games, but we've sort of lost those games by under a couple of goals. So we want some real consistency in playing four quarters of footy and sort of pushing the win table up to, you know, a couple more wins where we can actually push the finals. So I think that's our main focus is playing finals. And I think that should be our main focus for the next five years. It's really playing consistent footy and, and being a threat playing finals. So it looks like everything going the way that is predicted, Tyler Brown might be a Crow moving into 2023. What can you tell us about what you've seen from Tyler for the Crows fans who want to know a little bit more about the, the way he trains and the way um, that he kind of handles himself to, to get them excited if that actually happens and he ends up signing? Yeah, yeah. So Tyler hasn't actually trained with us yet today. He's first, he's his first training, so... Um, I haven't actually seen him train, but um, today, today he's training. But yeah, he's a lovely young fella. Um, obviously, come from Collywood. Um, yeah, he's pretty tall, pretty pretty lean. So um, yeah, looking forward to see how he goes today at training. Uh, and just a word on Sloney Showy. Uh, it's great to see him in in yep. some of the social media pics uh, back out training with the boys. It's looking like he, his knees are really strong. We know uh, the ultimate professional he is, and. Uh, the the amount of work he would have put into his rehab. Uh, where's he been playing in, in some of the match sim at the moment? Is he sort of spending time as an inside mid? Is he starting at half forward? What do you think his role will be uh, this year? Yeah, yeah. So Sloane, Sloane's been great. He's um, obviously come back and um, training with the boys. It's always good to have <clears throat> your captain back out training with the boys. So, um, yeah, he sort of just started back in the midfield like where he left. Um, so... Haven't sort of ventured off too much, but we haven't really done a whole lot of match him. That will sort of come at the end of this week and probably next week. But, um, yeah, I'd say they'd slide him straight back in the midfield. Um, so, yeah. Just before we let you go, has what we are seeing now on social media is at the conclusion of a training session, all of the images are of how much – uh, weight and size you have all put on. So we're seeing photos of Riley. We're seeing photos of Isaac. After training, do the boys go straight to the digital team and look at the photos that show the biggest <laughs> muscles and select those ones to go on social media? Or is it all a surprise? Because I would, I'd be of the belief there's a few players there that are really selective what filters to put on to make the, uh, the biceps look bigger. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm not a fan of the photos. I sort of stay clear of the camera. But I think Sam Barry and Ben Keys love a bit of a photo and they love to sort of repost it on on Instagram. So, um, yeah, you might have to ask those too. But, yeah, I stay clear of the camera. Yeah, what were you like, Bryce, uh, when you were playing with the, the cameras? Uh, nah, nah. Harry, <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, away from as well. Mate, uh, good luck today. It's great for the fans to get an opportunity to go and watch the training session as well. Um, we appreciate your time this morning and good luck, mate. Pre-season's a bit of a slog, but um, obviously um, a big year for you and the club and we always love having a chat to you on SEN. 
No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. He's, uh, he's a good man. It's going to be uh, interesting when Bix joins us in Feb because Bix is very protective of the number 26. Yes, I didn't think of that, but yes. you make a good point there. It's, uh, it is funny, though, isn't it, so that, with that point you make? Um, players that uh, come into to your old number, I've certainly kept an eye on uh, how Lockie O'Brien mm. goes at, uh, at Carlton in the number four, and uh, obviously Jackson Haightley in the six at uh, the Crows. You, uh, you certainly keep an eye on those players a little bit more than, than others at times for that reason. What's the mentality then? You, you spoke to Harry about going into um, pre-season and going into this year where there's a lot of players that are fighting for his spot. Um, it, it becomes competitive, but you need to make sure that competitive nature doesn't probably cross a line where um, you're trying to grab someone for the spot because that can cause injuries on the training track and things like that. But now is the time to really get in front of the selectors. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly that's what you what good teams and good organisations have within it is is good in house competition and and you're spot on. Yeah, you, you do need to have some sort of level of care and and not to go too hard in terms of say tackling someone. You you want to tackle them, but you don't want to sling them to the ground and potentially injure them, like you just said. But uh, at the same time, it's you versus him at the end of the day, and he might take your spot. So. Uh, they get to a point where, unfortunately, in the preseason and in, in certainly when match sim starts uh, firing up at training, you are going to get some casualties. You are going to get some injuries, and and that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. But uh, when you're when you're a side like Adelaide and they have a lot of those sort of small to medium tight players through their midfield, I think Harry's got a, a little bit more advantage with his leg speed. He actually. He's very pacey out mm. of the stoppages. So that uh, that plays to his advantage. But uh, once you're playing match sim and, and internal trials, it's it's game on because it's you for him. We have seen a few pre-season blow-ups. Billy Frampton more recently. I think Carl Hardigan was involved in one. Were you at Carlton when Santanta O'Halpin decided to have his little blow-up? I certainly was. What was that like? Uh, it, was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I mean... Uh, Cameron Cloak was, uh, he was a bit of a, a different unit in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a bit of niggle there and, and then it, I think Satana whacked him one across the chops and gave him a little kick up the backside yeah, yeah, to that, finish that, with. That was yeah. the worst part about the kicking him yeah. when he was Which down. Which I think he actually got three or four weeks yeah. in dead from the AFL in, a, in an unofficial <laughs> trial match. I don't think that's been, that's happened too many times. But, uh, yeah, I was running around uh, during that game. All right. We are here thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. We're talking everything Adelaide 36 is next with Hall of Famer and SENSA's very own as well, Brett Ma. You can always get involved in the show. one 736 736 SA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Good morning. It's been a big show already, Bryce. Uh, we had a chat to Alex Carey from the Adelaide Strikers, Eric Borner from the Giants, and if you've just tuned in, whether it's on 1629 or on the app, Harry Schonberg from the Crows, um, you can listen to all of this stuff on our podcast as well. We uh, drop the podcast straight after the show finishes with some exclusive information as well. Um, you can always get involved on the talkback line. one 736 736 heading into stage one of the men's tour down under today. Starts off at Tanunda, finishes at Tanunda as well. It's going to be a beautiful day. Big couple of days for the Adelaide 36ers as well. Nervy times, Gibbsy. 
It's pretty much uh, win or go home, isn't it? I think they need to win all three of their last games to be any chance of uh, making the finals. Um, and no better person to talk to about that is our very own The Big Show, Brett Maher. Morning, Marzi. Hall of Famer. Hey guys, how are you going? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Where are you driving to? You sound out of breath. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, I'm sitting here. Scotty Nettis is in the car with me, and uh, we're driving to St. Clair so that we can uh, look after 160 little gems of kids today at the 36ers camp. No, this is good because uh, Marzi and Scott have a brilliant banter. It's a little bit inappropriate at times, but um, taking care of the next generation of basketballers. Let's talk about the uh, the current generation. A match against the Brisbane Bullets tomorrow night, then we are back home on the 21st of Jan playing Melbourne United. It's, uh, I mean, in your view, Mar- Marzi, how would you, you view the season for a supporter? It, it's been frustrating. I think frustrating is the main word and disappointing. I would have thought that this team, looking at them on paper and talent-wise, would have been in the top four. Um, Obviously, it's a very close league and uh, some teams have probably um, outplayed themselves. They've uh, played very, very well. Uh, And then teams like Illawarra and that have really struggled. We've kind of lost a couple of really close ones through the season, which I think could be telling down the stretch, but yeah, as you touched on, we've got to win all the remaining games, and this game against Brisbane won't be an easy one, they've just come off a a really good win against the Phoenix, and will probably have their tails up, so it's going to be tough up there. So you mentioned that the season hasn't quite gone to plan uh, this year, can you nail it down to something, Marzi? Is it is it the team's offence? Is it we're not getting enough stops on defence? Is it or is it just inconsistencies in games, lapses in games that are causing us to uh, fall on the the other the other side of winning? Yeah, I think consistency is a big word. They um, seem to have one really good quarter every game, and in a lot of games that's been enough to win them the game and get them out of a lot of trouble. But for me, their starts for most of the year have been really poor and. They've been digging themselves really big holes that have been hard to get out of, especially against quality teams. Um, yeah, at different times they looked um, a little bit lost on offense and don't seem to get a lot out of the offense. And then defensively, um, not probably one of the best defensive teams uh, out there at the moment as far as effort and as far as um, just even looking at their rules. I can't really work out what they're trying to do to stop the teams defensively. So few things up in the air that are confusing and a little bit frustrating, but uh, I don't think they're out of the equation yet by any means. I think they can certainly put it all together and, and come back. And uh, they do have played very well against the top teams like Sydney and, and New Zealand. So, um, yeah, they're certainly still in with a chance, but just need a few things to go right. Uh, I think the the frustrating thing as well, uh, Marzi, is as you you just said, we can mix it with the best in the competition, but it's it's those matches that we're predicted to win or win comfortably um, that that go the other way. Do you think there's a fair bit when it comes to what's going on between the years about the the approach to matches? You look at what's coming up, then Brisbane, as you said, um, then a couple of games against Melbourne United and. and Cairns and Sydney who have, have locked away top two basically as well so you need to ensure that we're switched on Yeah definitely and Melbourne United were looking pretty terrible in the first half of the season they've really turned it around and strung a heap of wins together and are playing really well as well and 
Um, we're coming off of a couple of uh, bad losses, I would say. So you need to uh, turn that around, especially when the home games are, are really key. And then, uh, as has happened all year, winning on the road these days um, has become commonplace. So if we can sneak a couple of those, I would say we need to win probably four out of those last five games uh, to make have any chance of making the playoffs. And yeah, it'll be a tough road, but certainly not inachievable. Do you, do you expect uh, maybe the team just to just to go out and and have play with play with nothing to lose? And and usually if if teams do that, you can actually go on a little bit of a run. Do you reckon that'll be the the focus and the and the message leading into the the last couple of games of the year? You know, some people might write us off. Some people won't have any expectations of us. But that actually can play into your hands, and and the boys can potentially play with a bit more freedom and and just leave it all out on the court. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, when they have played like that throughout the course of the year, just gone out there and looked loose, um, they've been really exciting. I mean, we have a very tall team. We have a very athletic and long team. And it can be real exciting when we can get out in the open court. Um, and, yeah, I'd just like to see them let go, get up defensively and have a real good crack. And, yeah, I think anything can happen if they do that. And, um, yeah, for me, some of the guys have just looked a bit lost when they're on the court. I don't know whether it's um, the rotations that they're getting put into or whether they're just not performing. Um, it, it's hard to say. But, yeah, if they can just let it all out. I mean, some of these guys are playing for contracts uh, next year, and I would think that would inspire you to play pretty well uh, and uh, have a good crack. Uh, this weekend is big as well, Marzi, because um, of the Heritage jersey that's going to be worn celebrating the 25th anniversary of 1998. How old does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm only 25 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, it does make me feel old. And, uh, and that, I think it just makes you, uh, each year that goes by that we haven't won, it just makes you kind of appreciate those championships more and, um, that was a fantastic year, uh, my first championship, and uh, one that we probably weren't expected to win when we played against the Magic uh, over in Melbourne. And um, yeah, it was special. We had a, a really good group of guys and a team that played well. And it'll be good to catch up with those guys. Um, as many of us that are in town are going to the game uh, on Saturday, and it's always good to catch up and bring up the old stories. You basically have a catch-up most home games anyway because we always see um, Mark Davis. Now, uh, you're in a car with Scott Ninnis at the moment. Um, uh, how is that drive normally? Because if you speak to yourselves individually, it's fine. You get the two of you together and there's a, a lot of banter. So what's what's uh, Ninny like as a passenger in the car? An absolute dream, boys. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always always like to give Brett a bit of advice, make sure we're keeping him on the right track, and uh, he's doing well so far. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of, uh, as you said, a bit of banter there, and yeah, Scotty, he's always good fun. Of he, uh, he keeps me level-headed and I keep him level-headed, so it works well. Now, this, the, you, you may not know this, um, Gibbsy, but um, Scott Ninnis, an absolute legend of a basketball, a Hall of Fame, we know all this. Um, he also loves his red wine, so doing wine tours and things like this. Now, for the people who are listening who are heading up to Tanunda today for the Tour Down Under, Scott, can you recommend us somewhere to go to have a nice drink responsibly if we were going to go do a bit of wine tasting? Where are you taking us? 
Oh, look, boys, I could recommend you about 100 places up there, but uh, I, I love the small family-owned wineries, uh, Cerrillo Estate, Gumpara Wines, Ballycroft, uh, but uh, certainly sport for choice uh, in this state, and, uh, yeah, it should be a fun day up there in the Barossa. Hey, thank you so much. We thought we were just going to speak to Brett Maher, but to get both of you on as well, um, enjoy St. Clair today and uh, enjoy the celebrations on the weekend as well um, to reflect on 1998. It was an amazing time um, for the club, but also for South Australia as well. So, Brett Maher, Scott Ninnis, thanks for joining us on SENSA. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having us. Very good. They're uh, they're great as well. And it's one of those things, Bryce, that you go to the basketball, you can mix it with um, the likes of these championship players as well, knowing that they're at the games watching it. But it's tough. It's a it's a tough time to be an Adelaide 36ers fan because at the start of the year we thought we could win this and there's a really solid chance that we would. And here we are struggling to make playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And, and Marzi just touched on that some guys are playing for their contracts for next year. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of hype around the squad and, and the imports that we had brought in, but hasn't quite worked out this year and, and sometimes that's what happens. But it's also great to see the boys getting giving back and, and giving back to the community. They've been running a, a lot of school holiday clinics uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, the kids are so fortunate these days mm. that they'll be learning off uh, two of the greats right there. Those Heritage jerseys will sell out too, so they will be available at the game. Uh, our talkback line is one 736 736 There's still time for you to get involved. You will go into the running to win that cricket stump esky filled with Nippy's ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. This is SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. We have been asking you all morning on the socials uh, which men's South Australian team will be the next team to walk away with a title. And uh, we welcome Jace back into the studio to go through some of these results because, Bryce, you were talking Adelaide Giants before. I was saying Adelaide United, I feel, have what it takes to win not just the premiership but um, the championship this season. Welcome back, Jace. How's it all going? I'm well, thank you. And, look, it, there's been some interesting responses to this. Actually, we had a text come through earlier on talking about the Adelaide Avalanche. How come we didn't include them? Mm. Remember them, the ice hockey team? Yep. Um, I don't think they've That's played. your fault. That's not That's, our fault. No, no. But <laughs> we're talking professional clubs anyway. I think they, at best we could call them semi-professional, couldn't oh, we? Now, I wouldn't have said that. And, uh, we I know are Gav get... Kilpatrick will be listening, and okay. he will – yeah, I'm, I'm going to cop it for that. Let's have a look at the poll results. So – we also got some feedback on why we lumped the Crows and Port Adelaide in together, which would never, ever yeah. be done. That's almost sacrilege. But, it's a good question. Um, in this instance, we just wanted to put AFL, A-League, cricket and basketball in separate uh, separate categories. So mm-hmm. that's why we did that. So naturally, Port Adelaide and the Crows, put those two together. They've got 33% of the vote. Let's say we split that in half and say 17% each, roughly, think that their club's going to win the next title in Adelaide. Adelaide United seem to be, um, along with the Strikers, about even, 24% of the vote each. And Adelaide 36ers, 20% each. Maybe a poll we should have run is how confident are you that it's going to happen inside the next five years? Because that's the next thing. Um, I, I just don't see the drought being broken anytime soon. 
Well, it's a really negative mentality about South Australian sport, Jason, so thank you. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, we, we're going to do these things most days as well, so thank you, everybody, for uh, getting involved. Um, and a shout-out to all of the ice hockey fans that uh, Jason has just defended as well. Um, so we will hand out your personal number. Is that right? Yeah, that's fine. I'll go back to where I belong now and uh, try not to offend anyone else. <laughs> we are here thanks to more Team MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Uh, we are going to wrap up the show next and also give away that caller or text message of the day. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Big show tomorrow as well. We're going to be joined by Mark Woodford to talk everything Australian Open. Hopefully, uh, Tanasi Kokonakis has finished his match by then and he goes through the next round. Um, also, the captain of Adelaide United in the Liberty A-League women, Isabel Hodgson. Uh, Santos Tour down under stage one of the men's tour commences today and we were giving updates earlier. Thank you very much to Preps, the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. I've tried the mango one this morning, um, Bryce and I feel hydrated. I feel like I've had breakfast and you've got the strawberry one you'll have a little bit later on. So um, very impressed with that. Very. I just thought I'd give you a, a live review. Bit of prepped in your step, as you could say. Well, she... well I wouldn't have said that, but, uh, but that was good. <laughs> You're just preparing us for Mark oh, Bickley with the dad jokes. Exactly. So I've got a couple off the text line to finish here with two. Um, Daniel believes Port aren't going to break the premiership drought. Port have as much chance of winning the flag as I do winning the lotto. So uh, okay. might be if, uh, from a Crow supporter there. Daniel, uh, hi, Jared. So nice to hear your voice first thing in the morning uh, when I'm rolling out of bed. Quick one. How do you think inflation is infected by foreign trade? Maybe we can get your thoughts on that. Not sure. Uh, what, we're running uh, out of time. What, I don't think. what you know uh, <laughs> around that. Walshy, um, feeling a little bit triggered that you guys have ignored the fact Adelaide Avalanche have won the 2009 Australian Ice Hockey League. Let's cover all sports, boys, while I expect you to cover the Australian Cornhole Association too. That's from Callum, one of our favourites, Callum. We're at, a team uh, at, as well, right? At your like, very best there, Callum. We're a team. So uh, we need to take full responsibility that we didn't mention the ice hockey earlier, but that was Jason's fault. He's <laughs> just point the finger. <laughs> and that we haven't touched on the Cornhole Association yes. yet either. But uh, Chris... Uh, is going to take home the Signet Power Boost Bank valued at fifty nine ninety five. Morning, guys. The Strikers are lucky that most people will move on to the football season quickly, allowing them to escape scrutiny. It has been a really poor season, and I think the coaching, strategy, and list management all need a review or even a change in personnel. So... There's been uh, a few people hit the text up about uh, the coaching and uh, and looking for a bit of change there. So uh, there's a few strong points there. Thanks for your text, Chris. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of seasons for the Strikers. Uh, last year, we managed to win the last couple of games and, and get close to playing a final. The first game this year when we played against Sydney at Adelaide Oval, I thought this is the most complete side that we have had since 2017. Um, but that did feature Rashid Khan, and Chris Lynn. And at the moment with them both not being there, no disrespect to um, Ben Menenti or Cam Boyce. They're not Rashid Khan. They don't uh, draw in the fans like those guys do. And Chris Lynn's in career best form. So he's a difficult man to replace, especially if Hedy's not making runs early. Yeah. And obviously you don't know the ins and outs uh, or when these contracts happen and, and how long you can sign them for. But uh, if I was at the in the management team at uh, the Adelaide Strikers, I'd be trying to figure out a way how you can keep these players for the whole 
tournament, not just a part of it because you're spot on. You, you just can't replace some of these world-class players. And albeit we get a couple of our test heroes back, which which is fantastic, but you can imagine putting them all together for a period of time. It, uh, it'd be pretty special. We have been live in SENSA Studio Lumo SA uh, at 1 King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, so if you have been walking past this morning or giving us a wave, um, thank you very much. It's, a few interesting characters have been walking past, which is great. Um, if you missed any of the show today, we podcast straight away. So all of the guests that we did speak to, you can have a listen to that with some uh, exclusive insight as well. What's on for the rest of the day for you, Bryce? No, nah, just uh, back at the office and uh, we've got training tonight. Bit of a, we'll do about a 10 or 12K session there at uh, Norlunga, so looking forward to that. It'll be absolutely freezing because it's only 24 degrees today. Thank you very much for choosing to listen to SENSA today. If you are heading to Tanunda for the Santos Tour down under, enjoy. It's a beautiful time across South Australia and we'll talk to Tomorrow morning. Music is the middle gin. Make a boy got fire in the booth. Never spit lies.